Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. Episode 72 about HR1, y'all. Gee, after getting off to such a slow start last week with uh, that issue of deciding on who the speaker was going to be in the House of Representatives, the Republicans have wasted no time in announcing their very first bill, the very first bill that is going to be considered by the new House of Representatives is going to address things that help people. It's true. It's true because that's what Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, said. He said, Quote, you see, we believe government should be to help you, not go after you, end quote. So I thought I'd try to figure out exactly what this first bill might be. And I just looked back on all of the things that the Republicans were complaining about recently because they were complaining about things that impacted the American people. This includes everybody from senators on the right side of the aisle to representatives in the House. Even the official GOP account posted things on Twitter about, oh, let's see. Well, I know that they complained about the high cost of putting food on the table for Christmas this past year. And the same applied for Thanksgiving, of course. It's going to cost so much more money this year due to inflation and President Biden and the Democrats' policies that have caused inflation. So that could be their first bill, right? Something that would reduce the cost of putting food on the table. After all, that affects everybody, doesn't it? All of the American people have to have food. Maybe that's the first bill. But let's see. Huh. What else have they complained about? Oh, gosh. You know, immigration's a huge problem. It really is. Truly. Truly. Those open borders that we're supposed to have, which, strangely enough, the Republicans are the only ones who say we have open borders. None of the Democrats are saying that. And the immigration people that work down at the borders aren't saying that the borders are open and that that's a problem. So, you know, hey, that would be a good thing, wouldn't it? Immigration has been an issue for a long time. So maybe they're going to sit down right off the bat and write a bill to fix the immigration issue for once and for all. I'll bet that's it. Yeah, immigration, that would be a good one because that affects so many people. But let's see, is there anything else that they could be 
working on to help the American people? Let's see. Um, well, gas prices have come down, but a lot of people are still hurting from having to pay those high gas prices over the summer. But, hmm, I don't know. The oil companies pretty much own the Republican Party and have for years. So trying to get anything done, I don't think they would touch oil because they just get too many <coughs> campaign donations <laughs> from the uh, oil lobbyists. So not that probably. And they would say it's not going to help now since the prices have come down. But of course, they haven't credited Joe Biden or the Democrats for that, have they? Even though it was their fault that the prices were high. Hmm. How does that work? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. What else could it possibly be? Ugh, I just can't imagine. Uh, you know, maybe they could actually do an investigation into all of the Trump stuff, you know, the more I hear about Trump, <clears throat> excuse me, and with all of the revelations from, well, New York State, his company, the Trump Organization, has been found guilty of fraud, tax fraud, like 15 counts. And... He's under investigation in Georgia. He's under investigation in New York, personally. I think that he's under investigation. There, there's so many investigations, it's really hard to name them all, truly. Maybe they could put together some sort of a uh, committee to look into what went wrong during the Trump years, because... He profited personally from his businesses while he was president, and it was directly because of his presidency, which that's a violation of the Foreign Emoluments Clause, which I think that's in the Constitution. That's kind of a biggie. They certainly can't just let that slide, right? Hmm. Of course, you know, they had all those four years while he was in... The White House, they could have done something about that, but they didn't. And of course, he was impeached twice. They weren't very helpful with that, were they? You would think that a political party who had a president in the White House who had been accused of wrongdoing, but was completely innocent because it was a witch hunt, you would think that that party would just, with no holes barred, go after those accusations and come out with the facts and just bombard those horrible Democrats and say, this is not true, this is a witch hunt, and we've got the proof, and here it is. Clear our president's name right now, right? Hmm, but they didn't. wonder why they didn't do that. Maybe they just didn't have any proof that he was innocent? Seems like there's an awful lot of proof showing he's guilty of stuff. Hmm. Well, I don't know about that either. 
what else could it possibly be? I mean, the Republicans complain about everything all the time. You can't look at Twitter without seeing, oh, Marsha Blackburn or Ted Cruz or Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates or <laughs> Lauren Bobart. <laughs> she has to get out her little, uh, little, uh, uh, student dictionary to make sure she doesn't spell things improperly because everybody makes fun of her when she does. Um, Jim Jordan, uh, he always posts stupid stuff. They all complain about everything. And the GOP, uh, the GOP House account, the GOP, I think there's a Senate uh, account that posts stuff as well. They just complain about so much. There's just a whole lot of things that impact the American people on a daily basis that make it difficult. I know, I bet they're going to do something to fix the high cost of pharmaceuticals because Americans are still paying the highest prices for prescription meds more than anybody else in the whole world. I heard somebody on the radio the other day talking about a prescription medicine that in, I think it may have been Canada, it cost, oh, I think it was 20-something dollars, 30-something dollars. And here in the United States, and it's one of these things that you have to take for, I don't know, a few months. You can't just take, you know, one or two pills and be done. You have to kind of take it for a specific period of time. But here in the United States, for an annual cost in Canada, I think it was like $200 total for the entire year. And here in the United States, that same exact pill, same manufacturer, same everything, is like $34,000. Yeah, you heard me right. $200 in Canada annually versus $30,000 something dollars here in the United States for the same medicine. Who do you think is getting raped on that? Surely Congress would want to address that, wouldn't they? Because that is an outrage. It's an absolute outrage. And how about our elderly people who are trying to get by on Social Security? I have heard that some people on Social Security, after they take out Medicare, have to live on about $800 a month. Who can afford to do that? That is a disgrace. I would bet you that that's got to be tops on their list of priorities to increase Social Security payments across the board for all seniors to make sure that they have enough money that they can live without having to suffer. Because America, being the greatest country in the world, wouldn't have a bunch of people suffering and, and have the elected officials uh, just ignore that, would they? Oh, surely not, because, you know, it's a Christian nation. Jesus would not tolerate that. Jesus would want to help them. So being the good Christians that they are, yeah, I'm sure that that must be it. Maybe they're going to lower the price of prescription drugs and raise Social Security, increase the Social Security benefits so that the seniors 
can get the health care that they need and live without having to dig through trash cans for leftover scraps of food so they don't starve to death. That could be it. But wait a minute. I seem to recall hearing rumors that they want to cut Social Security. Now, how in the world does that fit into their little statement here from the Speaker of the House? Third in line, President, Vice President, Speaker of the House. Number three, third top person in the country. Says that they believe that the government should be to help us, not to go after us. Wow. Well, surely they're going to do something to address that because that's that's something that causes a lot of people to suffer. I'll bet they're going to restore that child tax credit thing where everybody got $300 a month. And I seem to recall the Democrats pushed that through. And it took half of the children out of poverty in this country. Of course, the Republicans wouldn't let that continue. They voted against that. So all those kids that were living out of poverty for all those months went right back into poverty because of the Republicans. Hmm. I don't understand that. First, you know, a, a party that stands for family values and high morals and Christianity? What in the world's going on? Hmm. Well, let me just look here and see if there's any more information about what the very first bill in the House is going to be. Let's see here. Oh, yes, here it is, right here. Okay, yeah, it says that McCarthy has said that the very first bill before the House will repeal funding for hiring additional IRS agents. What? Oh, surely that can't be right. Repeal funding for hiring additional IRS agents? Oh, yeah. The very first bill that's going to be considered by the new House of Representatives is going to address <laughs> the Biden administration initiative where they wanted to hire additional IRS agents over a 10-year period. I seem to remember when they were talking about that because in recent history, Republicans have cut funding for the social for the uh, Internal Revenue Service, and because of that, they've lost people who do the auditing and enforcement. I think is what they call it. They haven't been able to update their software and their systems, you know, kind of like Southwest Airlines, only Southwest had the money and could have spent it updating its system. And now they're going to have to because it's going to cost them a ton more money because they've <laughs> lost a lot of customers probably because of their little snafu over the uh, Christmas holiday. But the government was going to put money into the IRS so that over 10 years they could hire 87,000 uh, new people. This includes people who process tax returns as well as people that enforce. Those are the people that do the auditing and things like that. And they were going to upgrade, upgrade systems 
A lot of those 87,000 employees will be to replace employees who are retiring, employees that have retired in the last few years that have not been replaced because of funding issues, and the employees that were, I guess, set free because of funding cuts. Republicans pushed all of that through, so it seems like that this Biden thing is just going to offset what the Republicans did. And I do seem to remember reading that the IRS itself is on record as stating that because of the Republican tax cuts to the IRS, they have not been able to audit the wealthy people, not the middle class, not the working class, and not the poor people. They haven't been able to audit the wealthy people because, number one, their taxes are more difficult to audit than those of people who, you know, just fill out a regular old tax form. You know, they're just ordinary Joe, ordinary Joe and Mary. Hmm, but wait a minute. So, huh, you don't suppose that they could be doing this to prevent the rich from getting audited again, do you? Because I remember reading that the IRS said that they'd had like a 25% cut in personnel because of these tax cuts, and that the people who were not getting audited were the wealthy. And I seem to recall reading that the wealthy owe us a lot of money. They owe the country a lot of money because they're not getting audited and they're not paying their taxes the way they should. That just doesn't seem right, does it? So the Republicans are saying that this uh, new IRS Funding is going to provide the agency with an army of 87,000 new IRS agents. Gosh, I didn't realize that the IRS agents were in the military. Huh, army's a strange word to use, isn't it? Kind of like uh, when representatives in uh, the House of, of uh, Representatives call the Democrats the enemy. I think Marjorie Taylor Greene did that. that that's that's a horrible thing to call your peers, isn't it? Hmm. So, huh. so they're going to hire these employees over the course of a decade. So spread out over 10 years, that's really not that much. And the uh, Treasury Department, I guess, has said that... Uh, um, yeah, that, that figure accounts for all types of workers, not solely enforcement agents. So they're not all going to be out auditing the middle class. But, you know, the Republicans are pretty good about scaring the heck out of people. You know, the whole thing about, oh, let's see. Oh, yeah, Obama's going to come and get your guns. Remember that? Remember that? And gun sales went through the roof. We've got more people than we have, more guns than we have people now, and more people own guns than ever before. And they do that all the time. Oh, the Democrats are going to come for your guns. They're going to come and take your guns away from you. 
That's never happened. You know? Gosh, it's almost like they're saying that because they want their poorly educated supporters to go out and spend money buying more guns before they can be taken away, huh? Which drives up the profits for their gun makers who dump tons of money into their lobbyists. And the lobbyists dump tons of money into, quote, campaign accounts, end quote. Right. So, anyway, <laughs> that's, uh, that's just, uh, that's uh, pretty amazing. So, that doesn't seem to go, does it? McCarthy says that they want to do things that help people. Well, how is cutting funding to the IRS going to help Americans? Because the middle class, the auditing for the middle class is about the same, I would think. It, I, I seem to remember reading that the IRS said it was mostly those at the upper income levels that had been impacted the most because they just didn't have time to audit them. This took too long. So what's up with that? Well, you know what? I'm going to follow the money. Let's follow the money and see where it leads. I read a story recently that said Donald Trump, you know, President 45, Donald Trump, the Republican, twice impeached, who's under investigation for a whole bunch of stuff and is being convicted of lots of crimes. Yeah, well, he hasn't been convicted yet. His company's been convicted. Everybody surrounding him has been convicted. Of course, he's pardoned a bunch of those people, but some of some of the people that got pardoned are now in trouble again. And he can't pardon them again. So there you go. Well, I, I remember reading that Trump didn't pay any tax at all in 2020. So, and I know that the Republicans were very, very upset over the fact that Trump's tax returns were finally released. You know, Trump said that he would be happy to release his tax returns when he was running for president back in 2016, but he couldn't do it because he was under audit. And do you know that he was under audit the entire time he was in office? For over four, for four years, more than four years, including the campaign time, he was under audit. So you can see the audits of these wealthy people take a long time. So you've got to have people to process them, right? And he's supposed to be an incredibly successful and wealthy billionaire. So he must owe some taxes, right? Well, 2020, he didn't pay anything. And it says here that uh, billionaires who dodge their taxes, yeah, they're out there. You would think that having that much money, they would just pay what they owe and be glad that they are so rich, they can do whatever the heck they want to do, wouldn't you? But greed steps in. Greed's one of those seven deadly sins. Hmm. Those Christian Republicans might want to think about that. But basically, the, the billionaires pay under a 5% effective tax rate. But at the same time, they give millions and millions and millions of dollars in <coughs> donations to Republicans to 
fight for them to cut the taxes for them. Yeah, cut the taxes for them. How about you out there, Mr. or Ms. Average American? Do you pay less than 5% effective tax rate every year? I mean, you know, you, or, you know, you, what, 50, 100,000, 140,000, 150,000 a year? Are you paying less than 5%? Oh, no, you're not. You're paying more than that. Oh, somebody here says that they are paying like 15%. Wow, that's three times what the billionaires pay. What? Somebody over there said that they're paying 37%. Holy cow. Wow. You're getting taken to the cleaners, aren't you? The billionaires pay less than 5%. Some of them don't pay anything. And you're paying 37% of your income. Holy cow. Wow. That's awful. Well, let me keep following this money trail here, and let's just see where the money goes and how it flows through all of this stuff. So, hmm, let's look and see who is trying to prevent all of these audits. Well, I see that there was a bill to deny the IRS access to banking records. Uh, Marco Rubio and Tim Scott were promoting that bill. Marco Rubio is a Republican in Florida. And Tim Scott is a Republican in South Carolina. Hmm. Wow. You know, the Republicans have had some tax cuts over the years, too. I remember Reagan cut taxes for the wealthy, and he cut the corporate tax rate way down, way, way, way down. And then uh, I think they had to raise them a little bit because uh, the economy uh, <laughs> kind of turned sour. And uh, yeah, inflation went through the roof during the Reagan years. And then George H.W. Bush promised no new taxes, but he had to raise them anyway. So that's a broken promise. Whoops. And let's see, George W. Bush, baby Bush, um, he lowered taxes. That was one of the first things he did. He cut taxes for, for everybody. But the wealthy got a much bigger chunk of those tax cuts than the little people did. Then he started a war that ran the deficit way the heck up. But he didn't raise taxes. Mm -mm. Nope, nope, he didn't. I don't think he did. And, of course, Trump. And the Republicans shoved through a bunch of tax cuts back in 2017, too. I wonder who uh, was the biggest beneficiary of the Trump Republican tax cuts in 2017. Let me see. Oh, billionaires. Billionaires were the biggest beneficiary. Hmm. And you know what? Uh, I'm just looking here at some statistics, and it says that the biggest recipient of donations from hedge fund billionaires are Republicans. Do you think maybe there's a money trail from Republicans to billionaires and back again? It kind of seems like it, doesn't it? Hmm. So it says here that 26 of the United States' richest billionaires pay a average of 4.8% tax rate, 4.8%. So less than 
So the 26th richest people in the United States pay less than 5% in taxes. And the people at the bottom who are barely scraping by are paying like three times that much of their income in taxes. How does that seem fair to you? That doesn't seem quite right, does it? Hmm. You know, I do see that uh, somebody in uh, um, Congress has proposed that the IRS be abolished altogether. Who was that? Let me look here and see. Oh, Rand Paul. I think he's a senator from Kentucky, and he's a Republican. Abolishing the IRS altogether. Wow. Hmm. Well, who would pay taxes then if there's nobody to audit anything or collect taxes? Hmm. Okay. It doesn't seem like that would work very well for long, huh? Who was it that demanded billionaires be given more tax cuts before he'd sign a pending bill? He kind of held a bill hostage. That was also a Republican, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, who just got reelected to his seat. Wow. Who knew that there were so many billionaires living in Wisconsin? I didn't realize that Wisconsin was such a wealthy state. Why, I've heard some negative things about Ron Johnson. Seems to me like maybe... Uh, there must be an awful lot of people in Wisconsin that uh, are doing extremely well. They must not have much poverty or anything there. Hmm. So, you know, I've got to say, though, overall, I'm kind of confused why these politicians are, seems like they're saying one thing, but they're doing something else. Well, that doesn't seem right, does it? Because they're outraged about stuff all the time, all the time, all the time. Critical race theory. Remember that? They were talking about that last year for much of the year. Apparently, public schools, in addition to installing litter boxes for the students that identify as cats, we all know somebody that has a child who pretends they're a cat and they use the litter box in the house, right? They had to install those in schools. And critical race theory is this very complicated thing that basically says, you know, white people have it better than people with colored skin. Yeah. And we don't want to treat anybody special because they've been treated poorly in the past or anything like that. And we don't want our children to know about how horribly white people have treated people with colored skin in the past because, well, that might upset those children. They are so delicate, you know? They truly are. Of course, people with black skin, I've heard that they can withstand a, a lot more pain than other people. Wow. So. Doesn't bother their kids, I guess, when they're treated poorly, or does it? Huh, seems to me like that wouldn't make any difference, but, huh, 
I don't know. I would sure hate for these children to be upset over finding out that their grand, great-grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents treated people poorly, treated them in a way that they shouldn't have been treated, treated them shamefully. You know, maybe they could learn something from that, that it's not nice to do that, it's wrong to do that, and we need to not only fix that, but we kind of need to go back and see what we need to do to repair some of the damage maybe that's been caused in the past. After all, they are citizens. They have the same rights as everybody else, at least on paper. Couldn't prove it all the time, but uh, they're supposed to. Hmm. But strangely enough, I seem to remember doing some research on that, and I couldn't find where critical race theory was being discussed in any schools. So what was the outrage about? I remember seeing teachers interviewed on television and they're all like, we've never taught that anywhere in our school system. So where did the outrage come from? Was it just fake outrage? Were they just posturing? And why is it always Republicans doing this? Well, I'm going to continue to follow the money here. Let's see who is funding their campaigns. And uh, let's see uh, what those folks expect to get in return for all that money. Now, you might recall that the Supreme Court back in 1976 made a ruling that money is free speech. And I'll tell you guys something, guys and gals, I have put money out on the table and I have watched it for a long time. And not once have I heard any of those bills say anything. Not once. Doesn't matter if it's a one or a five or a 10 or a 50 or a hundred. None of them have a thing to say. And if it's old money versus brand new money straight from the bank, nice and crisp, doesn't make any difference. None of them say a thing. I've even put out pennies and nickels and dimes and quarters and half dollars and uh, silver dollars and that, what is it, that Susan B. Anthony thing and those $2 things. Didn't they have a $2 coin or something at one time? Anyway, not a word. Not a word from any of them. So where did the Supreme Court pull this theory that money is free speech out from? Where did they pull that out of? Huh, I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. And then two years later, the Supreme Court once again had a ruling that corporations are people too. And you know, every time I've been in the hospital and I've gone by nurseries, places where they display the new babies, I have yet to see a corporation in any of those bassinets. Not once, not one single corporation. And, you know, when you ask where the corporate babies are located in the hospital, they look at you like you're crazy. Corporations, what are you talking about? Well, corporations are people too. <laughs> not around here, they're not. Hmm, where did the Supreme Court pull that from, I wonder? What dark orifice did they pull that decision out of? Because those two decisions 
have opened the door to Citizens United, which opened the floodgates for a whole bunch of money to just pour into politicians' bank accounts because money is free speech. And it can come from corporations because those are people as well. And a lot of it's dark money and you can't tell where it's coming from. So if you've got somebody like, oh, I don't know, Vladimir Putin or somebody from a country that has a dictator, you know, they really hate the United States and they want to really screw around with us because they hate us so much. Maybe because we've screwed around with them in the past. Who knows? <laughs> they can dump a bunch of money into some fund somewhere and then that fund can dump that money into something else and then that uh, entity can dump more money into some right-wing think tank or some pack or something. It's what they call dark money. You remember that guy that was in the news recently? He had that cryptocurrency thing that was just a big old fraud. Well, I remember the Republicans complaining about how much money that guy gave to the Democrats. And then when they arrested him, he said, well, I gave the same amount of money to the Republicans, but it was dark money, so you don't know about that. I don't know about you, but sneaking around, hiding money seems worse to me than doing it out in the open. What do you think about that? Do you agree with that? If you're sneaking it around, it almost makes it seem like you know that you shouldn't be doing something that's wrong. What do you think, huh? So, let's see if we can follow the money a little bit more. You know, over the past few years, the really wealthy folks in this country, the people who own the corporations, have kind of been up to some dirty deeds. I remember hearing things about trying to bust up unions. Uh, Starbucks, I think, was a problem, and so was Amazon. They didn't want people to unionize. And isn't Starbucks pretty profitable? And I think Amazon uh, isn't uh, Jeff Bezos, Bezos? I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, but isn't he pretty wealthy? I think he is. I think he's up there at the very, very top. And... You know, didn't he buy media too? Didn't he buy a newspaper or something like that? And of course, we know that they've been dodging taxes when you are paying less than 5% when the average American is paying three times that rate. That's a problem when you're a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. When you're a billionaire, you can't possibly spend all that much money. And of course, if you're a Christian, according to the Bible, you're supposed to be giving that money away as fast as you possibly can, because if you die with a big bank account, you are not going to go to heaven. That's what it says in the Bible. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. That includes women, too. But, you know, the Bible was written a long time ago by a bunch of men 
who, you know, might have interjected their own personal feelings into their little stories that they told. And back then women were like, well, women are basically back then looked at by men the same way that the Republicans look at women today. So nothing's really changed, huh? Huh, well, they say time changes everything. Not really. So, yeah, we've got billionaires that are doing these dirty deeds, trying to gain more, 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 more wealth. Greed, one of the seven deadly sins. Greed, greed, greed. Uh, boy, they ought to be trying to give that stuff away if they're Christians. I'll tell you what. <laughs> what is that pastor down there in, in uh, Houston? Joel something. Writes all those books and has a big, huge super church and lives in the 10,000 some odd, 20,000 some odd square foot mansion worth millions and millions of dollars and wears all those real expensive suits and stuff. Boy, he ought to be giving that stuff away because his chances of getting into heaven are just like zero according to what the Bible says. And let's see here. Uh, yeah, they dodge taxes. Uh, they jack up prices when they can get away with it. And if enough of them do it in our capitalistic society, you know, capitalism, they can say, well, everybody's paying more everybody's paying more for everything so we have to jack up our prices like the ceo at dollar tree you know dollar tree the, the the store that is named after their prices which were literally a dollar for everything in the store and sometimes you'd find stuff for less than a dollar of course a lot of it's junk but you know some of it's not bad for a buck and the CEO, who earned $11 million plus perks and things like that back in 2000 and let's see, was that 20? 2021? I don't remember what year that was, but I remember he earned somewhere around $11 million. Well, did you know that Dollar Tree was forced to raise their prices 25% across the board because of inflation? true the company was profitable the company was profitable the year before they had to raise prices and the company was profitable during the year that they did raise prices but because of inflation they had to run bump everything up 25 percent you know i guess they can get away with that because everything was only a dollar so now it's the dollar 25 store they're gonna have to change all their signs and everything because Dollar Tree no longer works, right? Because <laughs> there's nothing in the store that costs a dollar now. Or maybe I guess some of the stuff that used to cost 25 cents, maybe they took it up to a dollar. So that would be a, what, a 75% increase. Huh, well, anyway, Dollar Tree comes out a lot easier than Dollar 25 Tree, but they haven't changed the name yet. And of course they've used this excuse to add more expensive items to the store also i haven't heard that they're using this increased income to pay their employees more because the dollar tree near where i live <laughs> last couple of times i tried to go they weren't even open doors were locked i don't i guess they can't find anybody to work in the store hmm. and of course the oil companies my favorite favorite sector the energy sector you know, these companies have lied to us for years about the health concerns created by burning fossil fuels. 
They've lied to us about the environmental damage that we're causing by burning fossil fuels. And now it's kind of getting to the point where you'd have to really be an idiot to not realize that we've got something going on with nature. Mother Nature's very pissed off at us and she's getting ready to punish us. She's already started. It's going to get worse. Mark my words, you heard it here first. Well, not first, but I'm saying it now. And the oil companies, you know, they had prices at the gas pumps were just through the roof last year. But you know, the price that they were paying for a barrel of oil was kind of high. But when you look at history and that price of a barrel of oil was the same, the price of gas back then was a lot lower, like a whole lot lower. So how? How do they justify that? Well, they don't. And you know what? They weren't held responsible because the Republicans, Congress, have been bought and paid for by the oil companies and they aren't going to do anything. We know that. You can look at open secrets and you can see that. So they buy media, they um, jack up their prices, they dodge taxes. They try to bust up unions, all in an attempt to get more, 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 more money. Hmm. And then when the midterms come, some of that ill-gotten money goes to the politicians, mostly Republicans, so that uh, the Republicans will continue to keep everything on an even keel so they can continue to rake in obscene amounts of money at the expense of everybody else. And you have to understand that these uh, billionaires, a lot of them are right-wingers, although I think there are almost as many Democrats as there are Republicans. There may even be more Democrats who are billionaires or millionaires. I'm not sure. But the Democrats don't seem to be as organized about corrupting politicians as the Republican billionaires are. And keep in mind, a lot of these big, huge fortunes that they have are not taxed. They're untaxed. They uh, donate to groups that run hundreds of millions of dollars worth of ads, tens of millions of dollars worth of ads, to basically buy elections and then they pay their lobbyists to bribe politicians, which they can apparently do legally, according to the Supreme Court, uh, to pass legislation that ensures that they are able to protect their wealth and their power. They don't want that taken away from them. So they want to do whatever they can. They want to keep their uh, taxes low, certainly. Uh, they want to keep prescription drug prices high because, you know, they own the drug companies. And if they don't own the companies, they're shareholders, which, you know, that's kind of like the owners. Uh, they want to privatize public schools because we can't have kids growing up being smart and educated where they can look at this stuff and go, gee, mom, dad, this seems wrong. This seems wrong. Do you see what's happening? People with the most money get what they want 
because they have the most money and money is considered free speech and they own corporations and corporations are people too and they can dump all this money into these huge funds with dark money you don't know where it's coming from it could come from a, a, another country a country that hates the United States and they're buying our politicians so that they'll do their bidding for them and the parents would say well gee that's never happened really mom and dad have you listened to Rachel Maddow's podcast called ultra when we had Nazis in Congress being paid Nazis Nazis doing congressmen doing the work of Nazis Hitler true that goes back a long time ago a lot of people didn't know about it back then but it happened if you haven't listened to that podcast by the way folks put it on your list of podcasts subscribe to it it's eight episodes total they are all really well done they're much better quality than my podcasts I promise you that I am sorry but I'm not Rachel Maddow I don't have her resources I don't have her intelligence or intellect or anything else and she did a beautiful job on them she has a big staff that helps her put all this stuff together and it's incredibly informative incredibly well done and you must 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 make time to listen to it Rachel Maddow ultra eight episodes about 45 minutes each and you will be shocked shocked I'm not kidding you at the corruption that went on in our United States Congress when we had people in Congress being paid by the Nazis to promote Nazis it's true shocking so yeah mom and dad that has happened it did indeed happen so they want to well they want to attack abortion rights they don't want women to make their own health care choices they don't they want women to be subservient to men uh, that's another reason why the Equal Rights Amendment has not been passed and made part of our Constitution women still do not have true equality in the United States because white Christian Republican men and the billionaires that fund them don't want women to have equal rights if you're a woman and you support Republicans look in the mirror and ask yourself what the heck is wrong with you really what the heck is wrong with you and of course <laughs> they hate the LGBTQ plus community too oh holy cow yeah they really hate that yeah despite the fact that research you know science has shown that people who are gay uh, didn't really choose to be gay it's just kind of it's like in their genetics their DNA and a lot of the folks who are born male they wish they were female or feel like they should be female they just don't feel like they fit well 
<laughs> gets to these Republicans and these billionaires, it's like, you know, tough cookies, honey. You know, too bad. <laughs> and of course, that opens the door to, well, if you were born female and you've now transitioned to a male, which bathroom should you use? Hmm. Well, let's see. If you were a female and you've transitioned to male, your appearance is that of a male, right? Yeah. So is it going to be less disruptive for someone who looks like a man to go into the men's restroom and use the restroom? Or is it going to be more disruptive for someone who looks like a man to go into the women's restroom? Because everybody's going to go, what's that dude doing in here? And vice versa. <laughs> because I'll tell you, I have met some men who were females when they were born. They've transitioned and they're men. And if they didn't tell you, you would never in a million years guess it. Now, I'm not sleeping with them or anything like that, so I don't know anything about that. But to look at them in public, like if you're at the Target and you're going into the men's room, if I saw one of them coming in right behind me, I wouldn't think twice about it. Because I wouldn't think, oh, that could have been a female at one time. Why are they in here? No, you would never know. Never know. It's just a stupid, stupid, stupid distraction is what it is, truly. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they got to have that. Um, and these people have the money because they don't pay taxes and the tax has been rigged to favor them. So they can afford to hand out millions of dollars. I guess overall, even though they're paying millions and millions and millions to buy politicians, they're still saving money. So that tells you how many millions of dollars are saving on their taxes, huh? And we can't afford to take care of our veterans and we can't afford to fix our infrastructure in this company, in this country. Do you think that maybe if some of these billionaires and, and multimillionaires started paying their fair share of their taxes, uh, that we'd have more money? <laughs> Yes, we would. So, how can you follow the money? Well, there's a website called Open Secrets. It's, uh, it's on the internet and it tracks political donations by the candidate, by the person in Congress. And you can kind of tell uh, where these billionaires are spending their money. There's also a uh, organization uh, known as the Americans for Tax Fairness um, that uh, will show you how much uh, taxes these billionaires have paid. And, you know, I got to tell you, it's really kind of funny because when you start looking at this stuff, these Republicans who are attacking the IRS, you know, they, they are trying to defund it. House Bill number one tried to defund the IRS. Well, gosh, is it just a coincidence that they also seem to get the most political donations from billionaires? Hmm. Could be that they're like on the take. Huh? Is that possible? 
Wow. That just seems dishonest, doesn't it? Well, here's a statistic that set me to thinking about Auntie Maine's my, 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 my. An analysis from early in 2022 by IRS researchers as well as academics estimated that 36% of the unpaid federal income taxes in the United States are owed by the top 1%. You heard that right. 36% of unpaid taxes in the United States are owed by the top 1%. Does that not make you angry? These people have more money than they know what to do with other than spending it on buying politicians. And they're so greedy, they won't even pay their fair share of taxes. Representative Ro Khanna, who is a Democrat in Congress, said that if we fully funded the IRS, we would get $1.2 trillion in revenue over 10 years. Think about that. If the IRS were fully funded so that they had plenty of agents to audit and enforce tax cheats, go after this 1%, they would just focus on that 1%. They could immediately collect 36% of unpaid federal income taxes that are due. And these folks have it. They have the money. They could pay it. It's not like they have to go out and mortgage their house to pay their taxes, they just have to go to their Swiss bank account and take some money out or, you know, ask this, ask the Shaw, uh, you know, can I have some of my money, please? I got to pay my taxes. I got caught. So is it any wonder that the Republicans fight so hard to make sure that their owners, also known as donors, don't have to pay taxes. It's just it's just in, in, incredible, absolutely incredible. Billionaires who own businesses have lobbyists working for them, and they worked very very hard with the Republicans and the Trump administration back in 2017 to make sure that that tax bill that got passed was tailored perfectly to fit their needs. And their needs are that they need to benefit the most from that tax cut. And there are some IRS records that were formerly confidential that show the windfall that these billionaire business owners got because of the GOP ta Trump tax cuts. According to Truthout, they said, quote, 
26 of the nation's richest billionaires paid an average effective federal income tax rate of just 4.8%. Collectively, they paid just $24 billion in taxes, a tiny amount compared to an immense growth of $500 billion in their wealth over those six years. Billionaires are able to dodge taxes on a large portion of their wealth due to tax laws allowing them to accrue wealth largely tax-free through investments and other sources. The taxes that they did pay are on their relatively low taxable incomes, which Americans for Tax Fairness calculates in this case to be $132.2 billion, or only about a fourth of their wealth. Gain. Uh, you might want to <laughs> back that up and listen to that again. That's the end of the quote, by the way. Uh, yeah. So they're raking in a ton of money because of these tax cuts, and they're not paying in their fair share. They're paying in a minuscule amount. So <laughs> that's the situation, folks. And when you wonder why the Republicans complained so much about all of these things that affected people prior to the midterm elections, and now that the midterms have happened, are you hearing them complaining about this stuff? I still see them complaining about immigration, and mostly it's because, well, Biden hasn't been to the southern border. Hmm, okay, well, going down there and visiting, I guess, makes all the difference in the world because, you know, President Biden has a lot of other things on his plate. Even though he doesn't go golfing every single weekend at one of his resorts, and he doesn't make sure that the military flies jets a long distance to fuel up at one of his facilities, you know. He has other things to do. And he has people that work for him that, unlike the folks Trump had working for him, Biden's folks, by and large, are usually pretty responsible. There have been a few exceptions. But... They're doing a pretty decent job. Biden, uh, I understand, is uh, taking some executive actions, perhaps, to try to address some of the issues at the border with immigration. And I'm going to do a podcast uh, soon, I hope, about this open borders thing. Because Tom Hartman... If you don't listen to Tom Hartman, you should. He is, I think, the number one progressive commentator in the country and has been for a very long time. He has a podcast every day, and that includes Saturdays and Sundays. He also has uh, broadcasts on YouTube, and uh, I think he used to also have uh, Facebook uh, where you could watch his uh, show, which is basically, you know, he's sitting in his little office environment doing a doing a show. And uh, the show that is on 
I think if you catch it live, it's three hours during the weekdays. And he's a really smart guy. He's done a lot of things, and he pretty generally knows what the heck he's talking about. And he has been talking on his shows lately about some research that he's done on open borders. And he discovered doing internet searches that the term open borders, when you search for them, is often affiliated with Republicans or right-wing talking heads. He couldn't find any instances where a Democrat in Congress said that we had open borders. And his theory, which I agree with completely, I think he's dead on. His theory is that these people in these countries where they are being abused, where they're sick, they have lost their homes, the, the living conditions in a lot of these places are awful. And they hear people talking about, well, you know, the Republicans in Congress in the United States are saying the borders are open. You ought to go to the United States. I heard Sean Hannity on Fox News said that the borders are open, or Laura Ingram, or Tucker Carlson, which I would replace the T on his first name with something else. It's more descriptive of what he really is. Anyway, <laughs> all of these people are saying that the borders are open. And... <laughs> Being in another country, you don't really have any way to check to see if that's true or not. So how many of those people that are showing up at the border are there because of these right-wing talking heads and Republicans saying that the borders are open? kind of makes sense that uh, there's going to be a pretty good chunk of them, right? Maybe they ought to shut the heck up and stop lying because the borders are not open. They're not. But they keep saying that they are. And if you repeat something often enough, people do start to believe it. And then they arrive, and then you have a good Christian, like Governor Greg Abbott, throw them on a bus, drive them halfway across the country, no money, no food, some of them didn't have coats, and they dump them on the street in Washington, D.C., with no coats, shirt sleeves, T-shirts, one-year-old, one-month-old one infants. They dump them on the street in uh, weather that's below 20 degrees. Good Christian man there. If you live in Texas, you ought to be calling every single day demanding that he resign. He makes Texas look really bad. That's a reflection on everyone that lives in Texas. You ought to be calling for him to resign. It's just shameful. So my recommendation is that you follow the money. And after all of the to-do about getting a new House of Representatives in place, the first bill that they are going to deal with in the Republican-controlled 118th Congress is going to be one to repeal funding 
that the Democrats passed for the IRS because their wealthy owners are screaming at them, we do not want to be audited. If you want to continue to get money from us, you will fix this. They aren't working for you, America. They are working for their owners who are the billionaires. Vote them out. They are traitors. They are not keeping their oath of office. They do not respect the flag. They do not respect the Constitution. They do not respect the American people. And they are laughing at you behind your, ba your back because you keep voting for them. Vote them out. They're crooks. Have a good day unless you have other plans. And thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at Federal Andy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week.